Welcome to Clickstar, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, Alex Coons, and Tyler Spees. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just want to let everybody know Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, the world's largest hero clicks retailer. Find hero clicks new and old on Trollandtoad.com and use coupon code Clickstoff for 5% off your hero clicks order. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. If you like what you're hearing today on Clickstoff, check us out patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. Um, dollar and above gets entered into our monthly giveaways. Five dollars and above gets entered into our Patreon Discord channel for HeroClick strategy and tactics discussion. Uh, this month's giveaway is a brick of Spider-Man. Um, and then joining me today is Jason. Never been to a Costco, Alvy. Nope, uh, my only big box store like that is Sam's Club around here. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like forty five minutes from a Costco, so it's it's understandable. Yeah, I ain't driving all the way over there and back. Yeah, you know. yeah not yeah. just for a Costco. And then uh, also joining me today is Alex Costco Stan Coos. Yeah, might as well call me Mister Kirkland because I lo- I love me some Costco. I have four kids, though. That's pretty. That's pretty self-explanatory. Why yeah. I like Costco as much as I do. Right now, it makes sense. My, uh, um, I love Costco, so it's just. Uh, mm-hmm. I do. That, I love Costco. I just. That's not enough of excitement for us to get that Costco sponsorship that no, we need. No, it's not. If if Costco was giving out <laughs> sponsorships, um, I would gladly, uh, I'd gladly eat their pie. Um. And then we do have, for the first time in a minute, we do have a special guest on tonight. So uh, it's Wesley, a.k.a. Wes, a.k.a. chose to be on here as a prize. Thanks for choosing our prize, Robertson. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on. So, um yeah, we, you know, we need to do that again. Um, I did, I did like giving that away as a prize. I was worried that, uh, like, it was going to go around and like nobody was going to pick it, and it'd be like the last thing, and be Brad would message me like, "Hey, nobody picked your prize." Feel like <laughs> it feel like us picking the prizes at nationals. The, the the one thing it's like, okay, who wants like Tyler getting the the zombie set, and we're like, yeah. So you got you got zombies, buddy. Do well, you want so them? so why, why no, don't you want? Well, them? no. So it was so Tyler wasn't last. Okay. Uh, by the way, so it was um, Antonio. He wasn't there. Well, no, no. He it was <laughs> I, I picked for him. They let him know that I was going to pick for yeah. him. But no, sixteenth uh, place was Antonio, and he got a factory set of Batman. Uh, I want to say Batman animated, but no, it was the uh, Batman TV show. Sixty six. Batman sixty six. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he was. He said he was excited. Um, 
but is uh, it really is it really fair to call that a factory set like i mean it is by technical terms it was included all of the pieces and it included the uh batmobile i know but you say like oh he's got a factory set you're like oh cool man and it's like it's like nine figures how many figures were in that set it wasn't much right no no it was like really fun set it was a good set. Yeah. It even had competitive figures in it. Um, like, who else has one of those? I mean, nobody, that's, right? That, that's, that's fair. I've, I guess it's just it's hard because you're you're having to equate it in the moment of, like, here's all the other prizing. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And the other, I, I, that was just a whole mess. We don't have to go back into that. But how right. they handled the, the uh, like, announcement of it and, yeah prizing for nationals it was just a headache at the time but i will say being on the show is a pretty cool prize and the only reason it didn't get picked sooner was because when it was listed on the spreadsheet everybody was so obsessed with the big blocks of uh character prizes that they're like oh there's other prizes too oh i can be on a show so it was like they didn't it wasn't like they didn't want to pick it sooner they just didn't know it was even an option oh yeah yeah that spreadsheet was a. Uh... It was interesting to try to read, so. Um, but uh, hey, we're, we're we're happy we got you. So yeah, we're glad to have you. I mean, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we did want to cover um the rec- the Whisk Kids announcement that came out while we were on our uh time off there sabbatical 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 i guess right i mean there wasn't going much going on for a month there but we also had a bunch of other stuff going on i don't think it's fair to call it an announcement but yeah well so that's how we get things right we get announcements via these uh presentations at um uh, uh, presentations at these shows well i will say you know credit to whiz kids because maybe they realize that marketing for like what we desire for marketing is just so minor that what what we're about to talk about remember they made posts on their official facebook whiz kids like two to two weeks later and it's like the most random times be like ah this this dc set's coming and they had that like that uh that joker like spinning around or something like that like Mm -hmm, that was that mm -hmm, was their mm -hmm. grand announcement and they did the same with the 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 other Marvel set. And for me, it's like, oh, okay, well, we kind of already knew that because we were so used to having to get info from, like, back alleys and, you know, <laughs> man, you got any more of that WizKids news? So, right. but it, it's good to take a second to be like, hey, they actually are, like, announcing these ahead of time to us, not to the stores, to us. They're posting, hey, this is coming out in, what was it, August, September, the rest of the, I think they basically announced the rest of the year. Well, isn't that kind of the biggest, I don't know, complaint that everybody's had across the board, other than the quality control issues and the polls, but just communication. So I think maybe they're actually starting to listen to the players and making attempts to communicate better. It's a hope. I like, <laughs> I, I, like I think it's a hope and a dream. They, they, they said they were going to do better. Have they? Yeah, not so much. Yeah, I mean, it's such a minor thing. Like, it, what they've done is so minor, and it's gone a long way. So we don't need to just, like, yay, they did it. You know, we're satisfied. You know, they posted something. No. But maybe maybe they're realizing that this could be, like, 
such a low investment for them to have you know to make the community happy because yeah. ultimately so, it is so, so yeah i mean it's a step in the right direction some of those posts right. but it is not enough mm -hmm. like it's such a t tiny baby step in the right direction that we're so but it is a baby step in the right direction so like i, I won't give them credit for credit's due i mean they if the tourists have kind of ignored the community altogether in the past so to even make an effort i want to applaud them for that Right. Yeah, you you it, it it literally is a baby step. And what do you do with babies? <laughs> what do you do with baby steps? Good job, buddy. You did a good job. Do yeah. it, let's do it again. Come on, you got it. Oh like it, gosh, it literally is a baby. Hey, good job, kids. Good yeah. job. Let's see some more. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, uh, that sounds. It says like we're pandering and we're you know Dude, whatever. That, but... that does sound like it's pandering, but. Um... But uh, to be did fair, did this announcement even say when OP is returning? Did it even say was there a date? Was there a month? Okay, so yeah, that's that's jumping into the actual announcement, uh, it, the ones we saw in the back alleys. Yeah. So, well, I know it didn't say, did it? Hold on, I'm filing my request for my. No, I'm, I am filing for my request for my replacement map for my mini game set. Oh, okay. Uh, What's wrong with your map and your mini game set? Uh, they released a. Um, um. Uh, so they released an announcement today that says it has come to our attention that unfortunately some of the scenarios in the Spider-Man Beyond Amazing Miniatures game don't match the map that are in the product. In order to help players who purchase this product, we'll be taking some product replacement steps as well as making some print and play options available. Um, you can use the product replacement system to request a map. So man, I what is it, I what has happened with their quality on this set specifically? Wait a minute. So the map itself is like not usable. No, it's usable. It's just not for the miniature game. Like the miniature game has scenarios that probably reference certain things, yeah. and so, that's oh, missing. Okay. I I played the battlegrounds miniature game, and like there was a scenario, the first one where he had to break uh, Red Skull out of jail. There was a specific square that was his jail. And yeah. you had to get your characters there to get him out. And you had to get across the map to escape S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's probably, from what I'm guessing, is something like that, where the designated square from the car doesn't match the square on the map. Yeah, yeah. you got it. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so but I was going it's, to... It's, it, it just further... Like, I don't know what happened with Spider-Man. Like, right. So many. Did you guys effects. see the post today of the with the prime green goblin card that has a yes. green goblin picture on it? That was cool like, though. Like, how I'm, the hell does that happen? I'm well. I mean, <laughs> we got the cloak and dagger with the wrong cloak and dagger on it. Um, so it's yeah, but not were they all that way. Yeah, but they're all that way though, right? I'm kind of that way. Some of them aren't. I'm kind of okay with it. Like, if it's if it fits that specifically, right? Like, if it's it has all the right data, so uh, all the right info. So, like, we're not missing anything. It had the right dial. It had all the right info. It was just the picture was different. It was the I other get, picture. I get that. I get that. But how does that? How does that happen? I, have I no just idea. feel like I feel like the set is a beta version of a new trial for something. Like, they made all these changes and they just rushed it to press without actually 
uh, testing it out and proofreading stuff. They just kind of like, okay, that's good enough. Let's send it out. Yeah. I agree to it. I, I oh, agree. So I guess it's just, so I'm looking at it. I guess it's just the dockyard map. So the dockyard came in the play at home kit. So I don't actually need a replacement. Oh. You just buy the play at home kit. I mean, I understand that a lot of people don't want to buy more stuff. Um, but I can just get the. But you kind of have to just for the terrain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrain markers. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's just I mean let's just go ahead and, and round out the announcement stuff. So, um, yeah, we need more. Give us more announcements, with kids. So back to the announcements that we did get. Um, d so in the first slide, who's the guy with the sword? It's from the Royal Flush Gang. The Royal the Royal Flush Gang. So we already got Ace. You remember Ace? Yeah. No, I get it. I, I yeah. I, I am aware of that. I did watch the Batman, the Justice League Unlimited. They were yeah. So that. Yeah. So this one is from. Yeah, the DC animated universe. Gotcha. Um, that one, I assume, is. The king? Yeah, I think it's obviously. King. Where are you? Where are you looking at this? On the Brad's Brad's page, the Bradcast show. I'll I'll send it to you, real quick. Well, yeah, um, it was it was in Batman Beyond, I guess, is what the comments say. Uh, that version, yes, yes, it's yes. This version of it was for Batman Beyond. Yeah, there, there's it, they were in, they've been in multiple things. They they had the most episodes of Batman Beyond. I think like five episodes or three episodes, but they, there was an episode of it in Justice League, I think, and there was one in Justice League Unlimited. But either way, I mean, it. There's also were... a movie Justice League Doom that had him in there. Yeah, so it, it's it's exciting. It's a cool. It, it's cool because that right off the bat is like DC, right? That was one of the biggest complaints. Is oh, we got we got Batman team up. That's our uh, one DC set of the year, guys. Good luck. Well, See yeah, guys yeah well, next we year we didn't get you. We didn't get one at all in twenty two. So, yeah. Well, we kind of all know that Batman was supposed to be in twenty two. We kind of just got mm. pushed. It wasn't. But, it wasn't delivered. Yeah, but yeah. hey, that works out. That probably works out in their favor because now it means twenty three. <laughs> We're getting two. Um, but before we jump to that. Uh, the first slide, and these are slides that they got from, I don't know where, it's one of the meetings with stores. It's a very generic looking slide that has the king from the Royal Flush Gang, and it literally has one bullet point, monthly, uh, it says organized play, bullet point, monthly OP, bullet point, storyline OP, bullet point, competitive, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's almost like a, that's kind of the list of our demands. <laughs> They're, like, just reposting it. Yeah, it's like, it's like, uh... See, I, I don't, I, I don't, that's, that's not an announcement. <laughs> like... Yeah, because we heard similar things at Nationals. Like, they're like, yeah, we're coming back to OP stuff, like, we're gonna get back to it. And this one, like, if they gave us a little bit more info. I feel like X of Swords, we knew about that well in advance, did we not? Yeah. Like here's a like we did we learn that at Worlds, the year before. There's well, literally. Oh, I no guess we didn't have Worlds. We didn't have Worlds whatsoever. So. Mm -mm. No. So, but 
it is it is them acknowledging organized play. The key thing to take away from this is that there's competitive monthly OP storyline OP. It doesn't like detail anything about competitive, whether that means WKOs or if that means just nationals or worlds. Like well, they need. They... Does anybody know how Exit Swords did overall? Like, was it profitable for? Kids. Yeah, I mean, we don't get like individual, like, uh, results on profitability or anything because they are a private company. But uh, and I, I, I've been struggling to find how HeroClix has been doing. You know, they used to have in the different reports of like, here's miniature games, right? And it's like, oh, like Warhammer. Here's this. Here's that. And then like at number five is is HeroClix. I, I haven't found any of that recently, uh, like in the past couple of years. Maybe something I have to sign up for. But I, I went looking to see, like, how has HeroClix been doing lately? But I, I haven't been able to find anything, which is a little odd. Yeah. Um, so the DC set that we do get this year, DC Notorious, an all-villain set. Now, is, is, I, I am not a uh, DC guy. Yeah. Is, no, is Notorious an actual, like, it's not like a story arc or anything, was it? I don't know. I'm like, gonna... you know, we got we got the mm. you know, Darkest Night, War of Light. That was kind of like based off a of set. You know, we got Batman, un, uh, Batman Unlimited. You know, we got everything that was based off of certain things. Rebirth was literally, there. that was a whole thing, right? Rebirth was a DC, quote-unquote, saga or comic event. It was Notorious one? I don't think it was, right? Uh, well, does, it doesn't do they like ever, like, now. fully follow a format? Like, it seems like every set, when I watch Scott Porter, he's like, oh, this, if you want to know about this set, read this comic. And he gets halfway through the first two boosters, and he's like, okay, forget everything I just said. This has nothing to do with that comic at all and they're just just throwing characters in so <laughs> right well so yeah. like that, that's fair so yeah. the set is named typically the way these work the set is named after a theme right so like this uh this set we just got right is you know what i don't even know i'm i can't even want to try to justify it I mean, Exoswords was clearly the last one that we got that was very much built around a comic event. Well, so, yeah, that's right. true. But, like, Batman Team-Up, right? Let's just the, let me use that one, right? So we had Scooby, right? That was a theme. We had the Teen Titans go with their big heads. That was a theme. And then we had the folks from the Batman Team-Up line, right? Yeah. So I, I, think, I think the main point... Is that they're straying away more from here is a comic book event that we're f like focused on, unless it's a big, big event and they're trying to appeal to a wider audience. Because that's why we now have, like you said, the Batman team up, which has the Teen Titans go. Um, we had just general Avengers, I guess. We had Exosword, but we had Disney Plus before that. We had, um, like, I feel like we had all the cartoon sets recently, fairly recently. So I feel like it's now becoming less of just built purely around comic events, and it's kind of just a combo of everything. <laughs> like, and you just have generic sets too, like kind of like the what Avengers Forever 
was generic. Was Avengers Forever a thing? I don't yeah. think it was, right? It was. Yeah, it, it was. There's two separate uh, storylines over however many years. So he's like, you can read both of these, and they kind of both apply to this set. And then he pulled out stuff that's like, okay, this character had nothing to do with either book, so I don't know where they're getting this stuff. Yeah, I think I right. think there's like if you take your standard, um, take your standard set. So Batman Team Up was sixty some on pieces. I would say at least half of them, maybe, probably fit to the th- theme of the set. What they're going for, right? Yeah, and they're like these are, and that's probably where they start. Like if that'd be interesting to like, I would love to just get a Hero Clicks designer. To just talk about, don't have to talk about dials, don't have to talk about any of that. Just literally just the, here's how we start building a set. Like, character concept-wise. Like, we've come up with the idea of we want to do um, the, the Spider-Man Beyond Amazing. And we decided we wanted it to be a little bit more, you know, Sinister, uh, the sinister Syndicate. We want them to be a big thing in there, so... Here's the list of figures. We uh, people we think we want to be in there. That takes up this much space. We that, this takes up that much space. Now let's sprinkle in other things. Like I would love to be a fly on the wall of those discussions, just purely from not a not a playability like meta or anything like that, but just purely a this is how we've decided. This is how we come up with who's going to be in a set and who's not. And, that, and who's, who's going to be a chase? Who's going to be a common? Yeah, yeah, that too. Like all, all in one because I think that's just fun to like hear. Oh, here's from a game design. Like I would love for them to do. I know thirty for thirties is like a a, a sports ESPN related thing, but like just a thing where they come out with a video, just like here's how we guys, here's how we come up with a set, and they don't even have to be uh, specific to Marvel or DC if they if they're worried about like licensing talk or something. They could say. Here we go. We'll come up with a. Let's talk about how we came up with Undead. I don't know. That that would just be a like I would watch that fifteen minute video or whatever it would be. Oh, definitely, yeah. Just to be like that is cool. Like I'd probably be pretty ecstatic for almost anything that they show because I think it's interesting material. Either way. And that goes back to the communication thing, though. So they're not actually. Yeah. Come together and communicate with us, but like, um, I think Disney Plus was probably the most uh, stuck to the theme set that I've seen. Like, they didn't really stray from anything. It was all whatever had come up to that point, and they they did a really good job of just not straying from it. My only complaint was uh, the zombies. We only had one zombie, and that was a missed opportunity there, but. Uh, well, part part of me almost wonders with set design, like how obviously one is like Marvel's, you know, how much of it is WizKids goes to Marvel and says this is our idea, what do you think? And how much of it is just Marvel saying, hey, we need you to do Avengers Forever, like an Avengers set. Avengers 60th is coming up. We're already doing a set for that, but we want more Avengers. Make it happen, Captain. And then it's like, you gotta have the three in there, just like with DC. Gotta have those three. Um, and then, like, but beyond that, it's like, okay, uh, well, you know, this comic book art only had, like, 20 characters that were significant in it. 
what do we do? Ah, well, you know, throw in, throw in these guys. Like, it could easily be that as well. It'd be interesting to see, like, how much that comes into play. We will never know how that works, but it'd still be interesting. I heard somewhere that DC micromanages it much more than Marvel does. Like, DC's like, okay, you can only have one Superman, but we also want uh, Joker and Lex Luthor. Uh, We don't want you to use this character. They're very hands-on, DC is. But Marvel's just kind of like, here's a general concept of what uh, we're going to do. Have fun with it. Do whatever you want. I mean, that's pretty evident when it comes to just in general, I feel like. Like, if you look at how many Marvel video games there are, Marvel just board games and card games and everything, and then think about, like, DC... Well, there's not as much stuff out there, I feel like. It does feel just in general more protective of the property, especially in recent events. Yeah. But but speaking of which, I mean, Notorious, it clearly is going to be a DC villains-based set. And I'm sure everyone is happy to see that there's more than, well, there is a heck of a lot of Batman villains on there. But it looks like more than just Batman villains. Because everybody's been, um, you yeah. know, it's been so Batman heavy. Yeah, and there's other, I mean, there's Flash villains on the picture. There's, you know, the Sinestro. Uh, <clears throat> so there are other villains like on Batman there. Batman has the most recognizable villains. It's like the general public, even somebody who's never watched a Batman cartoon will go, oh, that's Joker. Oh, that's Riddler. But you show them Superman villains and they're going, uh, I don't know who that is. That's fair. They might know, like, oh, that's Zod. Oh, that's Lex. Right. Okay, done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then we get also get the Death of Superman. um, Iconics? Iconics, yep. And then Fighting Doomsday. That will be on my shelf. I don't care how much it costs. I'm getting getting that. they're They're like 20 bucks or like. Twenty nine ninety nine, I think. So they're not terribly I expensive. I just ordered the um, the Spider Man pointing at each other one. I just bought that or pre ordered it. I I am waiting purely because we have yet to see any of them. Like I think that I thought Spider Man was originally set to come out this month, and then yeah. I think it got pushed to April, which makes sense because we have such a large gap between now and Avengers sixty that there's just between that and thanos and the other ones it's like i just want to see them first like i want to see i had to get it before the uh promo ended for the deadpool ducks so (laughs) ah gotcha yeah they hey they that's another thing they've been really uh doing some pretty okay pretty good uh promos if you don't have some like the one right now with or i don't know if spider is still going but spdr like that's a pretty big one for a lot of people that did not get a SPDR Connelly. Oh, did Which you is... see the, the DC one? No, the, uh, they, I think last oh, week, last, did oh. You, did you see it, though? Uh, is it the, um. Power Girl and. Huntress? Huntress, the, yeah. World's yeah. 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 Finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, uh, Yeah, seemingly they're opening up the, the vaults and getting rid of a bunch of stuff, which is totally fine. Did we get 
Do, did we get a legacy card of them? No. 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 Oh. In my head canon, we did. And it, in my head, it's like, that's pretty sweet they would have given us the... No, like, I mean, the, the idea is that these promos, right, is that they could make legacy cards for them and, you know, include that as part of the promo. Can you imagine how much more of them they would sell? Yeah, they, maybe that's maybe in Notorious they're going to be like, ah, surprise! Yeah, I World's mean... finest! I mean, maybe, but could you imagine if they just sold it as a pack with the... Th with the thing and like tied it to a brick. Well, no, they want you. They want you chasing those legacy yeah. cards. They want. You, they want to spread out your money. No, I'm saying no. You it comes with a brick. You get the figure and a legacy card. Oh. Nah, they could put both of those together and sell them for like twenty bucks. And no, let's you know, let's get some more money out of this, right? I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I think the twenty bucks is more money. To be honest, I mean. No, they're selling them separate. Selling them separately. I mean, look at, at how many play at home kits we're getting. Like, I think that's where they're realizing, hey, this is right. this is well, Whiskey more is, desirable. Whiskey's also sells their bricks for MSRP on their website to not overly compete with stores, and they don't have the middleman to worry about. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're making money on those bricks. So. Yeah. I mean, MS as they should. I mean, it is their company, right? Like I mean, we yeah. want them to make money. <laughs> yeah, MSRP's one seventy. Yeah, if anyone is going to make money on this, it's probably good the company that is making the game does make money off of it, because otherwise, we wouldn't, we would not keep having hero clicks. No, I get it. Um, and then we got some uh, photos of Avengers sixty. And then Alex, every I tell you, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but every time I see Absorbing Man, I'm just now transported back to the to the middle of the pandemic of um, my uh, Iron Man blasting your Absorbing Man um, off that uh, elevated. Yeah, we. Um... So yeah, there's other things in this Avengers sixty uh, set. You just don't. <laughs> you so you just don't want to talk about it. You don't want to. Listen, I just wanted to have a good time and play like Absorbing Man. I don't honestly remember the full like what event. What was that from? Like what event was that? I think there was PJ's play every piece in modern until there was none left. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because in my head, Canon, I was like, "Why was I playing Absorbing Man? I liked Absorbing Man," and I was like, "Oh, this guy, this figure is better than people thought." But yes, now I remember that. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. I I had filed that away to forget, um, but now it's back. So. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Glad I. Um, but yeah. With that. Yeah, the key thing here, Vendor 60 is June. So that is three months away. So that's a pretty uh, pretty lengthy time between sets. I'm, and that's kind of been exacerbated a little bit because Spidey kind of came weird. Like we... <laughs> like really As, as Spider-Man does. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> pre-release was felt more like a release than it was a pre-release for a lot for a lot of people because a lot of people was just getting everything um and because you know the scott porter videos everything was practically spoiled by the time we got 
the Scott Porter videos because of eBay and because everyone was getting everything early. So it's like, it feels like we've had Spider-Man now for weeks. And it today was, today when we were recording, it was the actual release. Like my store still didn't get their stuff yet. Yeah, we I, a few of my, uh, one of my local stores didn't get theirs either, but I'm assuming the other didn't either. So it's like, this is going to feel even longer of a time. And that actually puts us really, really close to rotation. Because that's, that's June. But yeah, you know, I don't mind a little bit of a break because my pocketbook needs the break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's going to put Avengers 60 in the same spot as Disney+. Plus. It's going to get the lowest, uh, shortest amount of time in modern yeah, it, and it also depends on when in June. Like, hopefully it's not... If it's end of June, I could see them doing, like, maybe something different with no, it. No, yeah, they, they, right. they just... Yeah, I, maybe, right? But you're just hoping against... Yeah. Uh, you're just hoping against the history there. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, like, we are... At the time of recording, we haven't heard anything, so everybody might have heard something by now. We're, we are in the time frame that WizKids would make an announcement of this upcoming rotation. Yeah. I think the last time was March. I think TJ looked it up for us because I, I knew it was in March. It was like March 18th yeah. last year. So we are in the time frame of here's what's rotating. And we kind of know, right? I don't think we're expecting many surprises. The main surprises we're expecting is maybe some of those some of those Connellys that kind of got extended life or got like extended releases, how much longer, like Master Mold is one of those where it's like technically based off of like his date, he should, I think, rotate, but he's probably not because he he was like a prize, very limited prize, and then a bigger prize, and then he was sold in stores later. Yeah. Um, I kind of, so I kind of. I say this. I kind of hope for you, Alex, that he doesn't retire. For me, yeah. I like. I, I do like Master Mold, but um, yeah. Uh, there's. I, I'm all for more figures. Like I'm, if it's a con, as long as it's not like crazy broken or something. Um, like I'm all for these type of Connellys because they just the, these type of figures have been fun. Like. The one that no one knows is going to retire. When is Lady Phoenix ever going to retire? Because <laughs> yeah, no. she's a she's a twenty twenty, and she only became legal to play. I feel like this year. Uh, it was in twenty one, but really, yeah. I don't yeah. think she was ever legal to play. Like, she, not in competitive. No, sorry, not in twenty one. I'm missing a whole year there. Uh, in twenty two, she became legal to play. Yeah, so she technically should probably get one more year of legality because twenty two is when she started. But yes. that's why I think it'd be interesting to see like if they provide any sort of explanation of like, oh, hey, they have in the past for some of that stuff. Well, when they retired ID cards early, they did. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at these notorious slides. Who's this Stan Lee looking fella with a robot arm and a robot leg and an orange? Yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Well, son of a son of a biscuit, Jason. If you don't know the answer, I don't read a ton of DC stuff, man. Um, Justice League was about my only DC book for the most part. 
let's see, DC villain orange orange polo uh, DC villain he really does look Stanley DC comics villain because it's just actually bringing up Oh, is it? There's. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. And who's who's the fish guy? I think he's just a henchman with a Joker fish. I think. Oh. Yeah, he looks like a Joker henchman. Um, unless, unless he's some sort of like version of Joker from some cartoon or that I've never seen, but he looks like a, just a henchman. Poison Ivy looks awesome. I mean, Toy Man looks awesome. I love that version of Toy Man where he's holding the Starro. Like I love when Heroclix gets a little like fourth wally. Like we did with the uh the title Deadpool that was like stepping on the Heroclix map. Oh, that's my favorite one. I love that one. Yeah, like that when it gets that way, I'm like, ah, that's cool. Like that's a sculpt I would like keep around. Like Toy Man holding up a little Starro. That's cool. So but yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like, they're going... Like, Spider-Man was fairly villain-heavy. Like, all things considered. Like, we didn't get 50 versions of Spider-Man. But we got a lot more Sinister Syndicate. And then Avengers, they were talking about, like, oh, villain team-up cards. And then we're getting DC villains. So it sounds like villains are really getting the love that people have been asking for yeah. for a while. Which is nice. It's nice that it's like, hey, yeah, we're we're we we hear you. <laughs> it's like sinister, it's like sinister all over again. Yeah. Yes. One day uh, you were the you were the I only person on you were the Avengers only person on the call, Jason, that was playing during Sinister. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't playing during Sinister. That was before my time. Well, there you go. I, mean, I just I just I was just close enough to it to remember it and it have had. No pieces from it. <laughs> the five old heads that are on the listen that listen to us, um, respectfully calling them old heads, they're like, "Oh yeah, I was there during the pre-release for Sinister. I pulled a vet, something or another, and it was really awesome." Um. So next topic of the night. Um. So guys, Jason, Alex. Uh, oh, we, we. Oh, you're not gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, we go, Yeah, we forgot Ghost Rider. Oh, sorry. Um, Wheels, Wheels of, Vengeance. of Vengeance. Wheels of Vengeance. Yes, Ghost Rider with a fiery motorcycle. That looks cool. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about whether this is going to be a set. Like, I don't know where they're they're getting this. I don't know if it's just assumptions that this is going to be a set with, like, vehicles. Not necessarily making a comeback, but like maybe more kind of like a Nick Fury, Nick Fury set. You know, all the chases were vehicle based. Yeah, but... I mean, I, the question really becomes: is is there going to be vehicles back? Is vehicles a retired mechanic? Um, you know, they on have... a smaller map with as much terrain as there is, I don't know if that's really going to be that much fun. That's true. I didn't like, think I about the, smaller maps. Like, I have the Deadpool jet. To, I, I can hypersonic across the whole map, but uh, it it's not that much fun. I mean, the map's only eight squares long or whatever it is. Yeah, 16. It, yeah, I, I, mean, sus that, I suspect it's only single peanut bases. Like, you know. 
Yeah, and like maybe that, like that one right there. Yeah, and maybe this is their method of like, um, you know, all the pieces are gonna have much smaller values, and this is their like, hey, well, if you want to be able to have longer values, you have to commit to this being a vehicle, and you have to commit to having a like a, a pilot. I'm just spitballing here, but it's just a just hey, we don't know yet, but it is exciting. I know there's a lot of you know, there's tens of us Ghost Rider fans. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I am not one of them. I don't, not that I hate Ghost Rider. It's just, I'm just not one of those. Oh, I can't. Sweet Ghost Rider. Because it's, Ghost Rider has been one of those figures that WizKids has gotten right like once. Yeah, once. And then, yeah, and then never since. Like, it's just, in recent history, Ghost has not been great so i'm excited to see them hopefully do better uh from, from not do better as in they've done terrible but from a competitive standpoint it'd be nice to see like a competitive ghost rider again of some yeah. sort yeah i agree um so i just realized um like overdrive can just cross the map Yep. And empower. Yep. 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 I'm I'm really looking forward to playing short maps on Saturday. Like we and we we're gonna do an episode of this leading up to the Rock Cup. We're gonna probably do a couple episodes talking more silver. Um there's a lot to take in with silver and with smaller maps, there's a lot to take in about slow uh much older figures. Um, I think they'll become more valuable. I think there's, especially also with the name keyword item thing, like that can be a play, in play as well, where you, you may play some of these older figures where at first, oh, well, you know, for their cost, they pale in comparison to modern. But then you take a second glance, you're like, well, those values nowadays and short maps, that's that's not too bad. And Oh, they've got this named keyword so they can equip a ring for free. Like, I'm looking at, like, you guys remember Thugs? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know what? Well, you, you got me looking at it, and I was thinking, like, Mephisto's actually not a bad piece again. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been spending a lot of time looking at some older figures that are still going to be in modern. And, like, I came across uh, Peggy Carter from Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It was uh, Giant Reach 3, Quake and every friendly character within her range which is six gets automatic plus one to her defense yeah like that's insane on the small map and the quake with the new quake the way it works like that's really good yeah um one thing we were talking about in our group chat which is a hypothesis i currently have is i don't think it would be this year but i think i have a feeling that WizKids doesn't want this weird hybrid meta to last as long as it's projected to last. Um, because, you know, we've got, what, two years minimum? of Because the last set, you know, X of Swords had normal, normal rectangle maps, not the square maps. So we've got two, at least two years of having to deal with, here's small maps, here's big maps. You got both. My theory is, is they made next rotation, not this one, but next. I would not be surprised if they just go ahead and just rotate the maps, leave the sets, 
Um, and they probably would have done it this year, but we don't have enough maps. Like, we have right now, what, four, six from Spider-Man? I, mean, yeah. I guess if you count, like, the one technical one that you have from Batman. Um, well, you have the ones from Nexus Swords, if you count those. Well, they're not modern legal, though. Yeah, they're not, they're not modern oh. legal. Um, but they're also something that kind of supports this theory a little bit is that they're really pumping up all these play at home kits and how like how many different square maps we're getting like the play at home kits each come with two double sided maps right are any of them duplicated right uh they're the one in the miles kit is the same as the one in the play at home kit okay and then in avengers we're getting three more play at home kits one for each Iron Man, Thor, and Cap. So that's potentially six, five or six more maps. So my, you got to think too with the way they're designing the dials, with mm -hmm. the smaller ranges, smaller movement. People are going to be less inclined to use the bigger maps because they're not going to be able to mm -hmm. utilize their characters as much. Exactly. Like, yeah, that that's a a very good point. You know so what, it would you know what Jason if we had time we know what we should do is play with new Spider-Man figures on one of the 36 mm -hmm. by 36 maps. Oh my god. Hey guys, the <laughs> like first the arena. <laughs> yeah, the first 20 minutes of the video we're going to use to cross the map. <laughs> it's like the it's like the first it's like the first two Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm eager to I'm eager to see what they end up rotating and how things go with that. So we, so Jason, Alex, we forgot to do something at the start of our last set review. Uh, what? We forgot. Uh, we forgot to put out our uh, standard um, caveat for set reviews. Uh, for sure thought you said that. I, I don't think I yeah, did. Yeah, I thought you said that. I don't think I did. Why, did, uh, did we get comments? Angry yeah. comments? Uh, I call them out on it, actually. Oh, yeah. it was you? That's why you're on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Wes was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you so... up? Why, why do you think those figures suck? They don't suck. And I'm like, well, so, no, they don't suck. And, like, Tyler would say... I say every figure is kitchen table playable, right? The hero clicks has such imaginative things that you can do with scenarios and playability and you know whatever you want to do, right? The the old colossals in the middle of a giant map, you know, you don't even have to use a map, right? You can just play figures and roll dice and you know, think of all these imaginative things that you can do with Batman hiding in a bush and you know, the, the Bat Knight giant hiding in a park bench and just all these crazy cool things. Um, and, and it's totally okay to enjoy the game based on that, right? Um, but when we think about enjoying the game from a competitive perspective, um, which is also a totally fine and valid way to enjoy Hero Clicks, um, we think about Hero Clicks in a much narrower field of view uh, when it comes to figures being competitive um, so Peter asked us 
Um, so he, he was hoping could we clarify what specifically makes a figure good or bad? Okay, this is a, this is a good question. That seems a bit subjective to me, but yeah. <laughs> so, well, Jason, do you have, uh, give us some of your thoughts, right? Because I've got, I mean, I've got thoughts. Because oh. obviously, I was watching the questions and stuff. <clears throat> I don't have like a hard and fast rule for it. I mean, uh, well, you know, I was gonna say, is there? Did he give any sort of like parameters? Did he just well? So the the full question is: is what when it comes to clicks? How do you decide that what's better to play? Just specific keywords or meta figures? Um, also, I've been listening to a lot of set reviews in the last few weeks, and while I've heard your thoughts, I guess I still don't quite get what makes a figure good or bad. So okay. I was hoping you could clarify, could you clarify what specifically makes a figure good or bad? Is it specific power combinations and point values? Are you looking to have a figure, are you looking to specifically have a figure fulfill a particular role on a team? When you're building a team, what fundamental powers do you have to be guild, do you have to build with? Okay, that, that, gives, that gives us a little uh-huh. bit more to work off. Of. Right. So, I mean, I have a longer detailed answer that I've thought about that that I, I use a lot of times. Um, but what is it? So, yeah, let's hear it. And it's one of the reasons that I get so frustrated by the lack of events is that HeroClix has seasons, or it used to, right? And with these set releasings and holding to set dates, um, you know, we got to see figures come and go, ebb and flow. Right, so if you had an event that was, say, one specific one that I remember was um, UXM, Uncanny X-Men, so this would have been 2016, became legal one week before the end of May, before the Warlight batteries retired. Ah, yes. So there was one week that you could play in competitive events and play the orange battery and put mm-hmm. it on Mystique uh-huh. and turn off Pulse Wave. Yes. So there was no way that you could target the Mystiques to KO them. And yep. so that's one more oppressive example. But like right now, there's no events right so you don't get to see Mm -hmm. these more unique rarer combos right because you're not driving for this plethora of events so like uh you know wes you had asked me this week you know why do i see the same figures over and over again well there's not a lot of time there's not a lot of good prized events in person that people are driving for like they used to um and by driving for i don't mean like driving your car do 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 like they're striving for a goal of being able to play in this event and they want to win because there was good prizing on the line um so like the motivation has like probably gone down for a lot of folks right like Oh, well, you know, I can play Saki Iron Man because I've played him now for six months and I have a pretty good 
I know how to play him pretty well, right? This is the only event that I get to play this quarter, and I better do well. I want to do well, so I'm going to play Saki Iron Man because I know how to use him. I, I want to win, and I feel like he gets my best chance of winning. So, like, if you have a whole season, a whole month of WKOs, where, like, um, you know, like, where we are, Wes, um, you know, we would have a WKO here in Owensboro, where we're at, where we're stores based out of. One in Lexington, there would be one in Ohio, there would be one in Chicago, there'd be one in Detroit, um... So, like, there in Indy, right, a lot of folks would travel those four or five hours out, and they would have six or seven WKOs to go to. Um, so, like, you take someone like um, uh, like PJ, right? That first WKO that he goes to, he's probably going to strive real hard to win because he wants to get the prizing, you know, to collect it or sell it while it's really hot. But then that second or third WKO he goes to that month, he might try something new. He might try something creative, something fringy. Um, and I would do similar things myself, but without those lack of events, like, if you go to Worlds, you're not going to play the fringe team to have, you know, to flex your creative building skills. You're going to play the team that you think has the absolute best chance of getting you victory. Um, yes and no. Uh, there are people that, there are the type of people that are adamant they don't want to be one of those people that plays the meta people. Like, there's a lot of people, I feel like, yeah. that are like, I, I am to play Thanos, the legacy Thanos. I refuse. Yeah. And so they might play, they might opt to play something less optimal in the meta climate, meta scene for that and i think that plays a lot into peter's question is that a lot of this kind of like what jason was saying it is subjective because it's based off of the player what yeah. you can even you can hear it's like you can hear it in every single one of our set reviews what dan feels like is a good figure i probably disagree with or vice versa and probably more vice versa if we're honest he disagrees with what i think is a good figure um because me and Dan have vastly different play styles, like, as a large. We do sometimes connect, and we play similar things, like when I played Unit Mind back in the day. But for the most part, it's just we have different styles of, like, liking to play. And so I think we have a, as a group, have a very good baseline of knowing this is what definitely someone could take and make something out of. And I think that's the baseline, is... The, kind of like what you said in your question, Peter. Um, specific power combinations, point costs, because some figures just too overcosted for what they provide. And yeah. no matter who really plays it, there might be a very remote, remote chance that someone could play that figure. But when you look back at the team, you could probably tell, oh, it was the player that made that figure work and not vice versa. Yeah. And this is a, a constant thing I, I see all the time is like, you see somebody win, Dan, P, uh, PJ, you're like, how on earth did Dan win with blah, blah, blah team with 
with stilt man i don't know and you're like oh i i probably because dan's a really good player and you know what that's probably the exact reason the figure is not good but dan was able to make it work now dan you typically play good good pieces um right <laughs> you're yeah. not one to you're not one to be like oh i'm gonna experiment and play a subpar piece to prove a point um so but if you did in one I would absolutely not jump to the conclusion and say this piece is great. I instantly jump to well, I tried to... that. I, I I got I got the top sixteen with uh with um the subpar Thanos and Brad's event. <laughs> sure. So, so, but yeah, you take so, like so. I guess probably Peter to summarize your answer, it comes down to play style, right? And yeah, if, if I can. Uh... It's in, in... I, I kind of like what both of you guys said. Like, I, for me, what makes a, a piece good um, depends on what you're saying about what's your motivation. Like, um, if I'm going super hard for a tournament, yeah, I'm going to play the super meta pieces that everybody else is playing. But if I'm just winning at my playing my local venue with my local friends I play with every other week, then I have more variety and uh, different things I can I can look for. And if I'm just playing with my kids on the kitchen table, then it's the world my oyster. But also, like what uh, you guys said, um, the the player makes the piece. Like uh, I my go to piece is. Very unpopular, but I've made believers out of it. The Chase Spider-Man from War of the Realms, uh, yeah, the three dice. People, uh, Brad specifically hates that piece, but I've been playing it for the last year, and uh, people are coming around going, "Oh man, that's a lot better than I thought it was," um, just because of the way I play it and the way I uh, use support pieces to make it better. Um, people are yeah. now like, oh, that's a really good piece. Mm-hmm. I got one guy that uh, plays uh, in Brad's tournaments every week that straight up copied my uh, build and he's trying to make it his own just because I kicked his butt one week and he's like, oh man, that's really good. Um, and yeah. It's totally pieces that nobody else is looking at, yeah. but I saw potential there for my play style and I'm, I've worked very hard making it work. I've tried to a thousand different molds of the build to, to make that piece work. But when, uh, Dan, you look at that piece, you're going, that piece is crap. But I saw it and I go, oh, I love that piece. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's very subjective. Yeah. And you could, that kind of goes a, a lot in the line mm-hmm. as well of, like, you were kind of mentioning it. Do you try to stay away from the more, I won't so like you know Sarkarian Iron Man the pieces that are played so frequently and I'm not talking about like your Venom Magnetos like the very good support pieces I'm talking about like teams build players build around like the same core of a team um, do you tend to try to stay away from they're not really cookie cutter but that's a common term thrown out there yeah. do, do you try to stay away from those because I know there's a I lot do. of people I, that are I, I feel like there's so much out there and there's so many great pieces, and I like to create, creatively think outside the box. So, like, 
instead of going to eBay and dropping $400 on Carnage Silver Surfer, I'm going to pull my case I ordered and see what I pull and make what I get work. I'm going to say, okay, I got this chase and this super rare. Those are going to my, make my staples for the team. And I'm going to build around that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get don't it. Like that makes sense. The same, I don't want to see the same team over and over again because it's just like uh, Thanos versus Thanos. Like, it's boring. I That's- want Avengers versus Masters of Evil. Like, I want, yeah. I want my team versus your team who we both thought of on our own from our own imaginations and create something new. So, like, that's where, like, I think folks sometimes misnomer competitive play versus, you know, casual play. And, like, there's an intersection. Like, I, I am a comic book fan. I'm not, like, a hardcore one. I get stuff wrong, even famously show here on the show. Um, but, Point. yeah, Iron Point. Yeah, thanks, Jason. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but, like... Sandman aren't the same person? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I read Sandman. <laughs> right. So, but like, there's an intersection of things where like, I do enjoy comics. I love Iron Man. Do you know how excited I am to get to play Saki Iron Man? Yeah. Right? Like, oh my gosh. Like, that's a, that's a phenomenal thing, right? I love Iron Man, right? Like, I don't have as many as I used to, but, you know, I've got over a hundred Iron Man toys in my house. So, like, it, it just becomes like... Sometimes competitive players are, you know, like, oh, they don't love, they don't like comics, they don't like this, they don't like that. You know, we love comics, actually. We just want to play the game where the most combination of figures has the best chance of winning the game. And another thing to keep in mind with our set reviews and stuff like that is our what we the audience we try to cater to is those that don't have necessarily one of the audiences we cater to is those that don't have necessarily the time to try to build some people just don't enjoy building teams like they don't enjoy like they don't know where to start mm-hmm. they, they're like oh i want i i want to do something fun but i don't know where i want to start is there a Spider-Man in this upcoming set? What are some pieces I could start with? You know, uh, you know, Wesley, you were talking about like, oh, I pulled a Super Rare. I'm going to start with that. Some people don't know, like, oh, I pulled like three or four Super Rares. I don't want to show up, you know, drive to this event or play at my local event and just get shellacked. I want to like have a rough idea of, hey, what's what's decent? Like, what is something good to start with? A good value. And I feel like that's what we try to aim with with the set reviews of, hey, this figure for the point cost, for the power it brings, what it what it brings to the table, this one is good to try to play competitively. And you that's more obvious in our set review uh, in our um, tier maker. The tier maker we separate them into, hey, this one will be played at like a win a map, which is what we're talking about with like oh flexibility, playing something I wouldn't normally play. But winning consistently, okay, that's the more Sarkaean Iron Man's or pieces that's like, oh, this is a piece a lot of people are going to want to try to fit on their team. 
not just people that are playing Sinister Syndicate or something, right? Yeah. So it, it's a combination of a lot of things. Our set reviews, though, we try to tailor to help people out that just don't know how to build teams or just don't have time. Like a lot of people are, uh, I would say, a predominant amount of the Heroclix competitive community are adults that have jobs, families, kids, and maybe they don't have time to like delve through sets like they used to. And so they would like someone's opinion to be like, hey, what what's actually good in this set where maybe I can't buy a brick, but I want to make sure I get some pretty decent pieces to play at home or play right. in my local venue. And that's the angle we try to go for of, hey, if you're looking for what pieces you want to pick up in this set to play competitively, whether it's super high or just at a regional level, these are the pieces. And unfortunately, sometimes sets... Uh, don't have a lot of that. Spider-Man was a set we were kind of down on a bit because um, there just honestly wasn't a ton to, to build with. Yeah, and I, I, don't know why. I was pretty frustrated listening to your last episode. Not frustrated, but like um, disappointed because mm -hmm. when I saw the, the leaks of what was coming out with Spider-Man, my jaw hit the floor. I was super excited. I'm like, this set looks awesome. I love these powers. I love the synergy. I love them. You know, there's no theme props. They're trying to get some thematic stuff going on with the synergy. And then for four hours, you just said this set sucks. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Set. Well, so so I well, think that goes... They shouldn't have gave Spider-Man two damage. That's what the problem was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely an issue. Um... But yeah, so Wes, you're right. So, and I get that. And you know, we're we certainly don't try to yuck on anybody's yum, but like, I don't want to lie about it either and sugarcoat I, it and tell you. Yeah, I don't either. Not. Right? I don't want to be like, oh, hey guys, this Electro's pretty good. He's got perplex. Or right. oh, well, he's got. I'm not going to bullshit you. If I, think, if I think it sucks, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so well, like, it kind of goes back to what you're saying, Dan. But like. I kind of see the Heroes community in three levels or three tiers. There's the meta people that are just going going to worlds and kicking ass and taking names, and there's the uh, competitive people that are kind of regionally competitive. They mm -hmm. like they they win some stuff, they lose some stuff. There's they're kind of, they're not they're not building with the uh, Legacy Thanos and Sakura and Iron Man. They're building with other really good stuff and then there's just the the play at home kitchen table people um yeah yeah and unfortunately right now because of the way the world is right now there's not a lot of local competitive stuff like i'm trying to organize something with uh, another venue that's up the road of uh about an hour to do something together just their venue versus our venue or something like that because like it's me and three other guys that play every other week. Like it's it gets boring, and yeah, yeah. We're, we're in that situation. I, I wish there was more. I wish there, the community is more apt to play regionally and have more fun, competitive level events that aren't just the super mega meta, yeah, god killing pieces that you drop four hundred dollars on. But are still good pieces like the chases that 
aren't meta, but they're still really awesome. Well, I think we're also, when it comes to Spider-Man specifically, and we mentioned this during the show, I think, is that we are in a odd period. We're still in that hybrid. We've got these great value pieces because we're not great value as in like the the Walmart brand. We've got got great value pieces. We got Legos at home, kids. Um, No, I'm talking more about like we've got the pieces that like did not have these new rules in mind. So they've got like great range, great movement. And then we get these new sets which are clearly built for the future. But when we do our set reviews, we try to look to the future, but we're half, we have to focus on now because we're talking about this year now, and there is no well, even, future. And, and then even next year, right? Yeah. Like I, it, even mentioned, but, I even mentioned that during part of the show was like, hey, guys, you know, like retirement, when it happens, this, like, Saki Iron Man is not retiring this year, so it's going to be summer of 2024 before old Saki Iron Man goes away. Yeah, but it, it's a very, like, I, I appreciate these type of comments because it, it does make me realize, like, it, this it's hard for us to, at this point, with all this hybrid to really determine, and, like, exactly what Dan was saying. Without a lot of competitive events, right now we're in a lot of hypothetical team builds where there's not a there is a lot of creativity but there's not a, a lot of events to test that creativity right. to be able hey this the gwen hulk is actually pretty good like in our we don't have the flexibility of saying oh yeah it is because one we haven't been able to play it and we have such limited events we're probably not going to play it because i'm probably not reaching for it but there's figures that um i've not looked at because I, I just didn't think it looked good on paper. Mm-hmm. And then I saw somebody play it, and I'm like, oh, I need to get that another look. Right. So it, right. that comes back to we need more local adventures, which I'm hoping that they're alluding to with this announcement. Right. So, yeah, and that- so, I think to, so I think to maybe kind of add a little bit more thought process there on, my, on what kind of different things categories fall into when it comes to competitive. Because Peter did ask, like, what kind of powers or abilities are you looking for? And I think it comes down to um, there's a lot of um, how do I want to say this? There's um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Like you want such overwhelming offense that you can wipe your opponent very quickly. Well, See, I'm, or, the, I'm the opposite though. Or there's such I, or there's such really defensive to where. Yeah, I my my goal is to keep you from scoring scoring points. So I make my team as uh, defensively hard to hit as possible, but then I I don't have enough offense to counterpoint. But uh, I played last weekend, and uh, my opponent was like, "Man, that's the longest uh, two turns I've ever had because I just didn't know how to get to you. I didn't know how to hit you." And uh, right. It just went on forever uh, on a stalemate because he couldn't hit me, but I couldn't get to him either. So, <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's different archetypes. There's different type of archetypes of teams that we try to do our set reviews based off of. Of like, how would this work on a barrier team? How would this work on a 
don't die team? How would this work on a, um, you know, I'm going to build around Saturnine and uh, high defend and just hope you just won't get to me because that that typically is what happens. Like there, there's those different archetypes out there that you have to consider with almost every figure. And I yeah. feel like we do it. I feel like that's what is great about our team. The, like the four of us, when we do our set reviews is that we bring a lot of those different personalities and preferences. Like Tyler is a very aggressive player. So when he looks at figures, he looks at how can I be as obnoxiously aggressive as I can? Can this get me across the map in a, in a second? Dan brings, I mean, we all bring a little bit of everything, but Dan is definitely more, um, like, as of right now, like, tent pulley, barrier, like, defensive, how can I stand your assault while also delivering my own assault? And then for me and Jason, I think we, Jason, you and I, we kind of just go back and forth on what we like. <laughs> uh, I sometimes like mm-hmm. pop teams at one point. Uh, sometimes I just like a certain figure. Sometimes I just like... Um, yeah. It, it really depends on what's in the meta, and I'm like, I don't enjoy that type of game. <laughs> I don't enjoy playing this. I want to be able to have fun and not sit in a stalemate. Yeah. And so I want to have something that maybe isn't too aggressive because I don't like being that risky, but I want something that I could be enough aggressive to where I'm having fun and not feeling bad about my day. Um. Where yeah. like I have to like find that, something I like to play. Yeah. Like a figure I like to play. That, yeah. yeah. I can build but, around. But like That's at the end of the play. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, right? You 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 want to keep your uh, at the end of the day, right, uh, most of the highest level teams are designed around keeping your opponent from playing the game or keeping them from doing something that they want to do. Mm, yeah i mean surprising like as much as we hate the wow factor it's like how can i limit my opponent's assault their plans as much as possible while still doing what i want to do yeah you got it so because yeah but I, you know i think i was just going to say I, I mean i think that kind of covers our uh covers our thought processes on what um what we were thinking with our set reviews and and one thing i want to go back to real fast um because i think it is an interesting discussion that i would like to have on another episode or save it for like a a video or something is uh, going back to what you were talking about wesley about the competitive scene and what we're missing we're missing that lower tier tier like we still have not come close to recovering from covid Um, right and i think Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is because right now Hero Clicks is incredibly hard to market to gain new players. Um, it's because the game itself, how WizKids markets it, is to stores. And they say, here you go, here's some cool solicits. So they put the responsibility on the stores, which may used to be a thing and like used to work really well. And, you know, having it in, like, different game trade magazines and stuff. But, like, that's not how a lot of new players, I feel like, get their info anymore. I don't feel like... I don't feel like 
like honestly, like locally here, we have five players, maybe four or five players that consistently show up or hopefully show up. Um, and we don't play consistently because it's like there's only five of us, right? Like, so we play with new sets and maybe a little bit after. Like, we have a floor event this this Sunday. But besides that, it's like, how do I get new people out? Like, I've thought of a let's go to, we used to maybe go to local conventions, like that has board games and whatnot and try to do demos, right? Like, there's, that's the thing. But how are you expected to, how do, how do you get new people nowadays? Is it that we're so used to old methods that in order to get new, we need to adapt? Because obviously right now, WizKids is just kind of leaving it up to, you know, we're looking for new players. They, I don't know if they necessarily care if we are playing in stores or playing at home on our kitchen counter. All right. Because we're buying hero clicks either way. So is it left up to us? And what can we do as players? What can we do to help make this game more marketable or at least get the word out to more people to get new people in areas? Because I think that is a problem. As soon as you know, guys, when if you look at the demographic of HeroClix players, I'm sure it's older people, right? Like probably in their 30s, 40s, 50s, um, maybe late 20s. So like when we're old men, sure, we'll be playing hero clicks at the, the nursing home. But who's going to be behind us still playing? Yeah. At this point, I don't know who besides yeah. our kids. Right? It's got to come down <laughs> to the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that might be that might be where we have to step it up. But I think that'd be a fun discussion to have of, oh, well, what could the community do? Like what what should we talk about doing, whether it's, you know, kind of running our own events? Uh, yeah. But Alex, I mean, that all comes down to. I know that you've 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 talked about this quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. and you know what can we do? What can that do? It, it just all comes down to price support, right? The company that makes the game has the most engaging price support for the game, and uh, and it's just you don't see people getting out like they used to because there's no monthly op there's no wkos states we got states that were going to be announced and we've heard nothing else about that we've heard nothing i mean so like all of that just all of that just adds up time after time of like i want to go to pj's event right we talked about that last episode like I'm I'm going so here's the thing. This weekend I'm going to Columbus to Jay's event. And I talked to Sam about it and here here's how our discussion went. So it's going to be $150 for um TJ and I to TJ and I to go to the um to for a hotel. $300 for two nights because it's 5 hours for me, 6 hours for TJ. And um so it's that plus food plus gas plus entry and I'm going and I love Jay. Love Jay's store, love his setup, all this other stuff, but he's 5 hours away, right? Mm-hmm. And first place he's getting is a brick of Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't include a Carnage Surfer, I'm probably not going to get the money out of it that I would get out of a brick. 
Um, so I'm spending over $200 and two nights of my time to go play. But the conversation with Sam went, well, Dan, Daniel, this is the only place that you can play this month and get competitive hero mm-hmm. clicks in. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let's go to Jay's. So before in, you know, before in my life, I would have been able to, do, you know, there would have been one in Lexington. There would have, you know, all this other stuff. And I get what you're saying that like us in the community's got to step up, but step up how much, how long? Well, if we, it doesn't matter how long. If we want this game to continue and WizKids is going to continue to make hero clicks, and we want to play competitively, we have to assume, like, we have to have be prepared for the worst case scenario. If they don't support competitive play, okay, do we all want to just collectively stop competitively playing, or do we want to keep playing? Like, that... What Go I was... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Well, one other thing, like what I was relating more to, Dan, like you're talking more competitively, which I think is almost a separate conversation to what I'm I'm specifically talking about. I'm talking about getting the more casual players because how do you get competitive players? Majority of the time, it's hey, hey man, you're you're having a bunch of fun here. Why don't you come with me to a tournament? Now I know in the scenario you're just talking about, there's none of those tournaments that exist. Like that's the problem. Yeah, but right now we also don't have the hey buddy, <laughs> like we don't have the buddy that plays casually well, the, with us. Oh, that it's goes like back. You, you, you need that, both. But that, but that, yeah, you. Need, but that goes back to monthly OP, right? I don't. I don't. It's I because, honestly don't agree with. I don't, like that because if I'm in the store, right? What do I have to market to? Right. I, I keep in mind that WizKids needs to do a better job at marketing, for mm-hmm. sure. Right, that's no doubt in my mind. They need to do a better job at marketing, but what am I going? How can I, as a community, help get more casual people into the game? If if I don't have anything to give them, right? Well, like that's kind of, that you, kind of goes into what I wanted to say about like it's more than just recruiting new players. For the last two years, that's all was kids care about is getting new players. Meanwhile, I have watched so many players dwindle that were existing because WizKids isn't listening to the existing players and what they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're making all these changes against the will of the existing players in the hopes of recruiting new players while they're not marketing to anybody. So they, they need to market to new players, but they also need to market to the existing players. Like... If yeah, they're not going to get new if they're if they're pissing off all the existing players. Well, and the 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 piggyback off that, I completely agree. I think a lot of the the problem with what they originally planned with, starting with what Wonder Woman eighty is when they really were kind of pushing this new new you know changing the rules, make it simpler, and then they obviously changed all of that. A lot of that didn't really like they put they changed the game. But then they didn't change how they advertise. They didn't change how they're getting new players. They reached out to maybe a few new YouTubers or Twit Twit people or what Twitter people or whatever. But like, 
they it was kind of like face value. They're like, yeah, we're reaching out to new players, but they they didn't like they didn't try to do new things with stores or trying to get more people out there. Um, so yes, I, I agree. They need to they need to do better with veterans, people that have been in the game to keep existing players. They need to do all of the above. Um, well, like I was first introduced to hero clicks way back in 2009 through a mm -hmm. friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing he's like hey you like comic books let me show you this um but he wasn't somebody i knew like regularly he was uh coins through a coins kind of thing so but i was introduced to it mm -hmm. uh, through, through uh word of mouth and then uh back in 2003 um, I had moved, and I was like, man, I remember that game that that guy showed me. What was it called? Um, and so I had to look it up, and I found a venue that was literally a mile away from my house that I didn't even know. And I was like, hey, you guys play here clips? Oh, yeah, we play every other Saturday. And I played it for a few months, and then I, um, I don't think I even bought brick. And I uh, stopped because I uh, was getting divorced and moved and all that kind of stuff. But then I moved here to Los to Indiana, and again I was just like, "Man, I missed that HeroClix game." And I had to do actual research. I had to go to the WizKids site and Google where there's a venue that called the venue, and they're like, "Yeah, I think they play sometimes. It's kind of hit or miss. You have to talk to this guy." That but it was all word of mouth. The entire yeah. Time. Yeah, now, I've mm -hmm. only started playing regularly right when pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but never once since I started playing has there been any actual advertising or uh, marketing of any kind to where if I didn't know somebody who was already in the game, I would have never had a clue existed. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, uh, I think and that's probably fine like that that whole method when you don't like that's probably a fine method when what they care about is people buying product there's enough people to buy product long term that'll probably dwindle but in order to get new people like you want new people in order to continue this competitive scene right like we need new people that play casually because casually play casual players are just as important as competitive to keep this game going because they eventually most casual players might branch into competitive play so right now WizKids' thought is oh hey you know we're, we're still selling everything like crazy i assume they are right um so like why why do we need to change anything up like word of mouth is still working like we're still you guys are still buying are, a ton of they, it are they buying like crazy because from what I understand, uh, just a few years ago, there were six venues within uh, 50 mile radius of here. Uh, as of two years ago, when I started playing again, there was three, and now there's one with three people that come on a regular basis. Like, there, there's way less players and way less venues, so there's no way they're making as much money as they were. Uh, the the main difference is that they have begin they have begun to sell it on their own website, and there's also online venues where it's like 
or not online venues, but online stores like the what Safari Collectibles, uh, Glass Cabinet, a bunch of different places where you could probably get product cheaper than you would get it in some of your stores. Now, good stores that want to build a community would offer similar prices, um, but it, it's one where it's like locally, my store does give us discounts, but sometimes they don't, and I end up having to go elsewhere or i feel like i have to go elsewhere and then yeah. that leads to okay i get better it's kind of like the amazon situation right like you don't want to go to your local mom and pop store because you can get it cheaper on amazon so it's like i it's hard to equate or hard to figure out oh yeah there's not a lot of people at these stores playing hero because they can't be making money well they're still probably selling a ton to lucky dice to to safari zone yeah. like all these online people are still buying a ton and still selling a ton because there's a lot of people still buying all these figures. Like, I, otherwise they wouldn't be still doing, having invested as much as they invested. They they would have just stopped by now. If they want, right. they wouldn't have come back to it. But anyway. All right, I'm gonna move this along here. So, um, <laughs> sorry, guys, off track. No, no, no you're fine. it wasn't you're fine. you. It was the question. Like we had, we were talking about what makes a yeah. I'm gonna a good uh, thing. I'm gonna move us along here on the question um so we've got a few more questions to answer tonight and um so amato asks will you join in signing a strongly worded letter if avengers prime doesn't get a legacy in avengers 60 um sure now um i was not around for avengers prime i know of avengers prime i know i played against the figure in like some casual events is it one of those it, it was the figure that like it never got to see play because it was overcosted, right like it just literally could not see play uh, i don't know that'd be a jason question what's so, that avengers was, prime was good like, right oh like he was I mean, it was pretty good i play i mean i didn't ever play a competitive or see anybody play it competitively but it was fun at local events yeah, because like, it's uh, it, it, it was three hundred. It was pretty powerful for that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a piece you were going to play three hundred in a in a big tournament, but like it, at, at the local event, it was pretty fun. I played it a couple times just locally, and it just kicked some butt, you know. Yeah, considering we didn't get, I mean, I guess they could have been saving it for Avengers sixty. I I I am I would be pretty surprised if they didn't make avenger yeah, prime it's a cool looking piece too i mean we got the freaking uh the chariot because everyone was yeah, not because yeah not because people were complaining but you know it was an overcosted piece originally and they're like all right all right here's a legacy card so, you know definitely makes it where you can actually play it this time um doesn't mean it was good but right i i, I could see them doing something similar to avengers prime because it was a piece that Everyone, uh, a lot of people were excited to get. It's a really like even to date, probably one of the better sculpts out there. Yeah. Um, so I hope so. Um, I hope they do it. So Christian Palma, um, you know, I, I, I think I would just, I think I can easily answer this question. Um, mm -hmm. The collation situation has got to get better. Oh, what was the question? yeah he says what can we do as a community um about these collation distribution issues of no chases in these bricks i mean there's nothing we could do as a community 
I mean, we could complain. We could complain, but yeah, we're. I mean, we're pretty good at complaining. Not by the product. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. It's not by the but, product. Yeah, it, it's one of those. If we really wanted something to happen, it would have to be like a D and D level backlash. You know what I'm talking about? Like when the whole D and D fiasco mm -hmm. with yeah. with the OGL license this past yeah. winter, like that got things changed. But otherwise, it's like saying, "Oh, I'm boycotting Apple." because of their how they treat people and so and so it's like that's not gonna affect apple like oh well twenty thousand people don't buy their product like there ha they would have to be significant so like, what what happens when uh sculpts were like tiny and their eyes were like misshapen and coloring was horrible that was uh, awesome kind of, like they were awesome they're, they're fantastic now so like at one point, the WizKids listen to the community and step up their game on sculpts. So, you got to keep in mind, like, I don't think anybody really is expecting sculpts to be that crazy. Right? It, it's a it's a five figures for $17, right? Well, they've gotten better, right? But, you know, when they used to be super duper cheap, right? I mean, it just is what it is, Right? Um, so the so the, it wasn't like the community reached out to them and said, "Hey, your sculpts suck. We want something better." They just kind of did it on their own. Yeah, I mean they've continually improved the quality and stuff of the figures. It's just these distribution issues, and the distribution issues has been going on for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jason, remember when I opened up Spider Man in 2016 and didn't get a chase? Um, yeah. and Deadpool and the X-Force, people didn't get chases. ADW was really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a continual issue where people don't get, um, good distribution. I mean, and so well, could people, could people have, so I think to answer Christian's question, people have complained and posted about it and wrote strongly worded letters to WizKids and all this other stuff, and they just haven't fixed it. So, I mean, it hasn't stopped me. I bought two cases of uh, Spider-Man, knowing that I could get the Vulture brick. Um, so, I don't know. It, it hadn't stopped me. I think what would, what would have to happen is that we have to, as a community, create more revenue for boys kids so they can shop around for a better distribution company. Because it's paying from China, and they probably just pick the cheapest one that they can afford, and they're I, just getting uh... what they get. I like that idea to just spend more money. It's always a good thing. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, WizKids appreciates us saying that. Um, but um, no, I, I don't know. I don't think there is one. They um, don't think there's anything particular that you could do. Um, the so Richard Shaw so Jason Alex he's asking again for the equipment tier maker. Yeah, we just got to schedule that. It, now that we got all the Spider-Man ones, and there's not any more in the foreseeable future that we know of, it'd be good to go ahead and especially since we got these three months. Um, that might end up being tabled until after we get through like Silver Age stuff, you know, leading up to the Rock Cup. Yeah, but 
but it, it is on our radar. We've got a lot of stuff we could probably cover that mm -hmm. um, we need to actually sit down and do. Right. Um, so Andrew Wilson's um, comment here, how do you feel about the existence of 2x2 two two blocking terrain? Well, I did upload the video on Wednesday uh, going through all of that. Uh, the fact that you can bring three 2x2 two two squares of blocking um, is quite uh, absurd. Just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems crazy to me, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it. I think what it does having that available just hurts newer competitive players. Competitive players that may not overanalyze and overthink about everything like we do. Yeah. Because if because those type of players like us, we prepare for that right like knowing that exists that that possibility exists we're preparing for that mentally and on our teams so now we're, we're now we're thinking of okay if someone's bringing that i win map i'm taking into this map that way i know i could position mm -hmm. maybe a little bit better or if i go first okay well i know i'm bringing this terrain to put in front of me so they can't put their terrain markers on you know in front of me like we can plan ahead of that but the people going to oh this is my first competitive event yeah that's going to be a rude awakening for them where they're like yeah. oh, okay okay <laughs> yeah Great. so so uh for what it's worth the two by two blocking terrain does come in the miles played home kit um i have now gotten two miles played home kits in my uh possession and i guess i'm gonna have to buy another one by this weekend um because it is absurd. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It is absurd that you Have can... Have you actually played with it yet? I did. I played in Brad's event. Um, so in Brad's event, I played the... I played three of the one by two blockings. Um... So I, just, I have yet to actually see it in practice. Yeah. So I, I'm all this stuff about the train. I'm just kind of like imagining it and see it on paper, but I haven't yet to see it in action and see how it plays out. I really have a thought about it. Really. Yeah. I mean, it would probably. I don't. Not saying we were going to do this, but it'd probably be good if we did like a video of like breaking down just. Kind of like we're talking about with the tier maker, um, but breaking down different possibilities that exist out there. Yeah, I I feel like I here's what I would like to do. I would like, and this is Mike. This this is going to sound silly, okay? And um, so just be prepared for me for this, okay? Just go with me on this. Mm -hmm. I would like to have, like, let's say, I don't know, like a, a Brian Gailey or like someone along those lines on right and just go to a map with these blocking terrains and just say hey brian i'm just using brian as an example because i know brian listens to the show uh, brian is this a legal placement for this terrain on this map and then have him say yes it's a legal placement for terrain on this map 
And then we go, hey, look at how this inhibits you from being able to move across this map. It cuts off this two-thirds of the map from having easy access lines without destroying the uh, terrain. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I, I know, I know that sounds kind of silly to like say like I would want Brian or someone super smart with the rules on, um, but like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, that's um, what. That's it's not what, like it's not like Felix Faust, you know, D twenty breaking, but like it totally changes the dynamic of the game to not be able to do the things that you want to do in the order that you want to do them. For now. I wish they would have done it more gradually, like, instead of three huge shipping containers, do, like, uh, you can you can put three squares of terrain out there. You can do one big-ass terrain, or you can do three one-square one terrains, however you want to do it, but you can do three. And just get our feet wet with how that's going to work. Before they just threw it all at us. Yeah. Well, so the issue like becomes like the equipment's not the not the equipment the terrain's not unique, and just being able to do all of that and have the a two four six a six by six square of blocking, or I'm sorry, a six by two square of blocking on the map is. Is just absurd. If if you can get someone on a on small the, map, even on a small map, <laughs> right? And I haven't, and yeah. I'm going to, and so this weekend uh, for Jay's event, I am planning on taking three of the small maps from Spider-Man. Uh, I do have to actually look at them, um, but Spider-Man is legal for Jay's event. Jay's actually doing it a day early, or oh, sorry, a day early, a few days early. Um, but we've all kind of said we're okay with it. Uh, it should be a little bit smaller event, but I am going to take all three smaller maps. Um, if I can get a hold of another Miles play at home kit, I will have three uh, two by squares of blocking. I should have mine. You can borrow. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. Um, and so we'll just see how ridiculous it becomes. I, it would not surprise me at some point if they made it where they're unique, where you can only play one type of non-standard. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't play doubles of a non-standard terrain. Like, I feel like they kind of opened themselves up to allowing that, by or to going that way, by literally naming them different types. Like, saying, this is non-standard, and this is standard. Like... They you know, that, I, very, that very easy fix of, oh, this is overpowered? All right, non-standard is just, you could play one of each type of non-standard. Yeah, I know that it. that's been, that question's been asked on the win and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So hopefully we get a little bit more uh, clarification on that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's it, there's a lot to be done with terrain. Like it's, and it's also... I think there's also still the element of freshness, still the element of, oh, this is new, this is crazy new, like crazy that this works new. Yeah. And so that's why there's still that element of, oh my gosh, three two-by-twos of blocking. Like, yeah, that is nuts when you think about it now, but like a month from now, or probably longer since the meta is very slow right now, when we're accustomed to it, 
we're probably not going to think it's as crazy as it as it was. Like it's still crazy, but we've grown accustomed to it, so we're not. But just like we got used to Vulture at some point, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean we doesn't mean we liked it, but we were we were like, well, it's a thing. So now we know that if we're going first. I got to make sure I have a one by three. I don't know. Or if I'm going, if I pick map, I got to make sure that my opponent places their terrain marker before I put down my figures. I think that's going to be a huge thing that people slow down game setup because yeah. it is first player figures, terrain markers. That's and right. So if, you, if you put them in my field and you put them all next to each other, all right, I'm placing all my figures on the other side of this, <laughs> this side of the map. So I'm not immediately next to you because I choose I chose map in that instance. Like so, I'm going to choose map with two open sides or something. You know, there, you can play with it more. Yeah, um, it is really confusing. Like I've talked to other people about this. That I don't disagree with the changes that Wizkiz makes. I disagree with the, their reasoning behind it because they don't make sense when they say we want the game to be easier and more accessible then they make more rules and make it more complicated. We want to speed up the game How many times it smaller, <laughs> but then we're going to throw in a whole bunch of terrain and make it more hard to get across the map. Like, which is it? <laughs> yeah, it I think it's... It, well, you also got to keep in mind, I mean, who are they catering to when they say stuff like that? We're not necessarily a target audience of we want to make the game faster. People at home aren't necessarily buying three Miles Morales play at home kits um, to get three of those two by twos. So it's like they gotta, they do have to prepare better. Like remember, okay, well, who are the people that are reading this more? We are. We're the ones that live and breathe this game sometimes. So like, make sure when you say this game's faster, be like, hey, casual players. The rules are for you to go faster, not, hey, you guys at home, or you guys playing in the stores competitively. Watch yeah. out. So. No, I agree. Um, so, Robbie McCants, I assume Robbie is uh, is local to you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, he says, he, 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 yeah, so he says, listen up, Wesley. Um, which singular piece of advice would you give for someone new who's dipping their toes into competitive waters uh, April 15th in Chicago? So, um, my piece of advice for anyone is, um, you know, uh, there's always the practice, practice, practice. I'm not, that's always not my main piece of advice for a newest, newish player. It is physical preparedness, right? Getting plenty of sleep. Um, getting um, hydration, understand where the venue's going, how you're going to get your hydration and food throughout the day because it's going to be stressful. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be stuff that you haven't seen before. And how do you mitigate all of that? Well, you need to be of a fresh mind, fresh spirit, fresh, full belly. But not overly, yeah. full, but not overly my, full belly. My first experience in competitive playoff was last year at PJ's event, and uh, I was so nervous that uh, my first game, my first turn, I forgot how to put markers down. I was like, "Okay, I made my move. Now what?" 
Like, <laughs> I turned into an idiot because I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, trust yourself a little bit more. Don't be afraid to ask a judge for advice. Don't let your opponent, not that all opponents do this, a lot of opponents don't, but don't let, if you're sitting across from a clearly more experienced player or someone that you recognize of other higher, you know, they play very competitively, um, don't be afraid to ask questions to a judge or get some clarification or, you know, especially if your opponent is trying to give you the answer, you know, they might know the answer, but you want to make sure you're confident in what you're doing. It's because I feel like if I forget, like if I'm trying to figure out, oh, wait, can I do this? I get off on this whole derail and I forgot the rest of the stuff I was going to do that turn. That's it's right. like, oh, okay, can I can I move here? And it's like, oh, let's let's talk about, can I see you from this angle on this elevated? And then like two minutes later, it's like ruled, oh, no, you can't. And it's like, well, shoot, what was I going to do the rest of my turn? Like yeah. take pet take pad and paper, you you can't write a ton down and like keep it going between games, but like take it for like each game and like if you're thinking about your turn, take some notes and be like, do this, do that, you know, don't forget, <laughs> I don't forget leadership. That. I had uh, bullet points. Don't forget leadership. Don't forget about destroyer. I destroy on my sideline. I always forget to bring him in. Like. At least, like, 10 ball points to remember each turn. Yeah, and you could probably, a lot of times, judges would be okay with you bringing those type of notes in, like, for every game, not having to, like, rewrite them. Because I think official WizKids says that you're, you're it's supposed to be blank or something. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's something about, like, you can't bring a bunch of notes. The, like, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but either way, like, just talk to the judge and just be like, hey... Um, I'm a newer player. I, I want to make sure I get things right. Is it okay if I use this pen and paper to write down reminders for myself? And I don't know many judges that would say, no, absolutely not. You can't put down yourself reminders. Um, right. I, I think that's a definitely a good point because I am notorious for forgetting things. Like you like you were saying, Wesley, I forget Destroyer. I forget leaderships or certain Rally things dice. all the time. Yeah. I forget that all the time. So, Jason, what's your piece of advice? I'm just uh, try to have fun. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, this, even though you're playing competitively, doesn't mean you can't have a good time and enjoy the game with the person sitting across from you. I mean, you 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 had a good list of stuff that I agree with, but I mean, I just just have fun doing it. Yeah, don't don't set yourself unrealistic expectations. Like it's good to aim high, but don't feel bad if you don't hit that. Mm -hmm. Like if you're saying like only yeah, one I person wins a tournament. Yeah, <laughs> you know that everybody is... else is a loser, so <laughs> it's okay. That's <laughs> very true. Um, and uh, with that, um, I think we should move on to final thoughts. So, Wes, what, what are your final thoughts for today's episode? Uh, we certainly appreciate you having on and uh, appreciate you choosing us as your prize. We greatly appreciate that. So, uh, final thoughts for us. Um, I just I really appreciate you guys and the insights you bring to the game. I uh, like called you out on the putting down Spider-Man. It was just because my heart was broken a little bit. <laughs> but, um, I you know I just really love what you guys say and um, 
that just a real depth you bring to the game that I don't have a grasp of yet being newer. Um, and I'm trying to get into, I don't know if I'll ever be a meta player, but I definitely want to be more competitive. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me and a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for being on. Uh, Alex. I was really hoping Wes was going to say something along the lines of, yeah, I really only picked this so that way I could be on an episode with Tyler, but <laughs> man, now I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> it was third to be on Brad's show. Brad's show was dead last. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Jay- my final thought. <laughs> Jason, final thoughts? Well, um, Wes, I'm sorry I had to badmouth the Spider-Man said I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I, Jason, didn't, I didn't J- design it. I just got really overly excited for it. So I, yeah, I mean, overly excited just because it was something that wasn't X-Men for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, Jason's like the biggest Spider-Man fan that I know of in my life. And if he's disappointed, that says a lot. And that you could probably, like... That's probably why we were so down, or at least so like not <laughs> enthused yeah. during our set review. It's because like, man, this we want to be excited as we can be, but man, it's just it was hard. I think also yeah, like, part I... of my excitement was the powers and combinations for powers were different, but they may not be meta, but they are different than what we've seen in recent sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of you've seen before in older sets, but just recently, it's all been kind of the same thing over and over again. And this set kind of broke out of the mold. It may not be the best power set, but it's uh, fun and something different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so, you know, again, Wes, thanks for being on. Thanks for choosing us as your prize. And, Thank um, you. you know, I look forward to maybe seeing a few folks in columbus this weekend um and as usual thanks everybody for listening to click stuff today we'll talk to y'all next time yeah later <laughs>